Hello everyone! Today I'm talking about abs in 12 weeks. Now I feel like that's a little bit of a clickbaity uh, title, but I wanted to talk about this because when I first started my fitness journey, I literally thought I could have abs in 12 weeks because I'd seen other women do it and I kind of just disregarded the differences in our body and body composition and just assumed the same thing would happen to me if I put enough time and energy into what I was doing. So back in 2015, I was creeping some amazing um, BBG women on Instagram. And if you don't know BBG, it stands for Bikini Body Guide by Kayla, it seems. And I was new to Instagram, so I was kind of just, you know, lurking in the corners of social media, following some hashtags and going like, wow, a lot of these women are getting some like amazing results. And I think the thing about social media and anyone who offers any kind of programs is that they always share the best results. And same with individuals. We always share our best results and things we're most proud of. And I'm not hating on that at all. It makes total sense. You want to share, you know, the success stories and I think that can be really encouraging. And at least for me, that was really encouraging because it gave me a sense of hope as to what I could also accomplish if I put a certain amount of work in. Now, what I'd seen was a woman who had, I think she has two or three kids and she had her before picture and then she had her after picture um, of after 12 weeks of this program and you know, I think it's like essentially three high intensity workouts a week that are really only 30 minutes. And then two, um, list workouts are low intensity, steady state, you know, kind of like walking or, or low intensity cardio that she was doing. And so I was like, wow, like I can do that. 12 weeks is only three months. Like, all right. So I'm going to like buckle in and get started. And in 12 weeks before Christmas, I'm going to have abs. And that was it. That was my focus. That was my goal. And I think, you know, I'm that kind of individual who has always um, seen progress in my midsection and stomach area a lot slower than other places. And even before doing BBG, I was someone who like, you know, (laughs) you eat healthy for two or three days and you go in the mirror and you like lift up your shirt and you look at your stomach and you're like, "Uh, is, is anything happening? Like, what's, I'm not making any progress. Like what's going on? And so I started the program and I first, I also started meal prepping and I was eating, you know, X number of calories a day based on, um, an eating PDF that she'd put out. And yes, I was losing weight and I was seeing some physique changes and yes, my midsection was changing, but you know, the whole abs progress was not quite looking like the other women and women I'd seen on Instagram. And I was kind of feeling like, what the heck, right? Like, what else do I need to be doing? I'm working out five days a week from like not working at all. I'm eating 1600 calories a day. I am not eating out. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm not having any kind of dessert or treats. And like, what more do I need to do in order to see progress? 
And this is kind of why I feel like initially I ended up spiraling into what I would say was a very uh, unhealthy approach to fitness and nutrition. Because if you listen to my podcast on how I started my fitness journey, I talk about like that I was essentially orthorexic and I was obsessed with health and fitness. I was obsessed with, you know, eating really healthy, with working out. I didn't take like rest days when I needed them. And because of that, I ended up being very obsessed. And if you know me now and you know my approach now, that is absolutely not my take on fitness or health. And I'm, you know, moderation, enjoying the journey, the progress, the experiences, and growing mentally and physically with regard to your needs and finding a sustainable approach. And that's why it's, it has taken me a long time to get to where I am because I have had these ups and downs and I have had these, I guess, images in my head of seeing other people's progress and success and thinking that my body would do the same thing as someone else's. And I think this is what kind of gets a lot of us into trouble because we see, you know, Kathy does something and, you know, well, if I do everything Kathy does, I should have the same results and progress. And I think that we often forget we are not all Kathy's. And what works really well for that individual is not necessarily going to work well for us. And I think this is what myself and a lot of other individuals have also done in the past. You see someone in social media or in life who looks great. And you know, that whole like, um, body goals or whatever it is that people say is what we kind of fall into. And when we do that, we disregard our own body's needs. And that gets to be a bit tricky because, you know, I'm sure you know this now, but what works for your best friend is not necessarily going to work for you. And what helps another individual thrive might actually be really unhealthy for you. And so when you are working towards a goal, even if it's something like, you know, definition your abs or losing your love handles, you need to remember that as an individual, you are going to have results that are specific to your body and your body type and your genetics. And so when it comes to fat loss and weight loss, you are going to lose weight in areas determined by your genetic makeup. So think about this. If you are someone who um, gains weight first in their lower body, then it makes sense that you are also going to lose weight there first. If, you know, certain parts of your body stay the same for, you know, long periods of time, even though you've gained weight other places, that's probably an area where it's going to take you a lot longer to see progress. And I'm that individual. My midsection is not the first thing to change. It's my... Um, upper body that leans out really quickly, like everything above my belly button, like my upper back is really lean, my arms are really lean. And, you know, other things are a lot slower to see change in progress. And this is even why I've had to switch up how I train in order to account for that. I don't realistically need to train upper body two or three times a week. Um, because I see progress there really quickly. And unlike my lower body and my midsection, where that progress and change comes at a lot, a lot slower pace, which can be really frustrating and make it feel like you're not making any changes or progress. But that's kind of when it's like, keep pushing, don't get discouraged. 
It's your consistency and, you know, daily efforts that are going to get you to where you want to be. But at the same time, you need to realize that in order to, you know, have abs, in order to lose your love handles, whatever it is that you are working towards, even if it's just being overall healthy, that is going to look different on every single one of us. And what is also healthy and sustainable is also going to look different on every single one of us. So for instance, when you see um, women that do like bikini competitions and they get really lean and have, you know, a great six pack, the ones who are truly honest with you about their journeys will also share with you that that weight and that look is not sustainable long-term and that's, and that's okay. It's not healthy or sustainable for them to be that weight or have that definition long-term. It's, you know, the last week before they show their peak week, when they've really leaned out, when they're, you know, dehydrated, they're working on increasing their uh, carb intake so they can have that fullness that they're looking for. That is a very unique time for them in their training and physique and does not represent their daily look. And I think there are a lot of bikini competitors out there who are really honest about that. And I really admire that because I think it's so important um, when they share their, you know, off season physique and their, you know, competition physique, because I think sometimes we get caught up on only one of those and seeing only that one side makes us feel that like, oh, well, that's a sustainable physique to uh, strive for. And it really isn't realistic year round. And so focusing on that and knowing that there really is a cost to being lean is really important. And what I mean by that is there, we can all essentially have a six pack in abs. It is absolutely possible for each of us theoretically. And this is what in, and when I say theoretically, could I have a six pack? Yes. Would that be helpful or sustainable for me to work towards? Absolutely not. Genetically speaking, I would have to lose a significant amount of weight and body fat in order to have visible six pack abs. And I'm not going, I don't want to disregard anyone's hard work who is able to achieve that or has the genetics to achieve that. That is fantastic. But I think it's also really important to acknowledge that there might be a cost of leanness that you are not willing to pay and to work towards. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, earlier this year, I had someone come up to me and ask me if I you know, have ever competed or were consider competing. And I flat out said, you know what? No, I am not in a mental headspace to do that, nor will I ever be. I have worked way too hard to establish a healthy relationship with food and heal my, you know, past relationship and diet history that for me cutting calories drastically or having to train and eat in a certain way, um, for, weeks and months at a time would not be, you know, healthy for me. Now I'm not ever going to say that there aren't individuals who can do that really well and still keep all those things in check, but I know myself and I know that that wouldn't be good for me. And so the cost to being lean to the point where I would have six pack abs is not something which I'm willing to work towards because I'm not willing to give up you know, weekly dinners with my family. I'm not willing to give up eating out or, you know, having to add workouts or cardio into my day that I don't enjoy. And so 
whatever it is that you're striving for, abs, health, you know, whatever it is, take the time to reflect on your current approach. Is it working for you mentally and physically? If you feel like you need, really need to rein in your eating and up your exercise and be really strict and rigid with your plan, okay, that's, that's fine, but is that something you're willing to do? And is that something that would be really healthful for you? If, if you're truly honest with yourself, I think that's the only way to decide moving forward if you want to go in a certain direction. And also knowing that in order to maintain a certain level of leanness, you need to be really strict. You need to be really rigid. And those things might feel great initially. You might achieve a certain physique. And as soon as you, those restrictions and kind of um, parameters that you've had to maintain to get there kind of fall to the wayside, your physique will also once again change and you might not be as lean as you were before. And I think this is something that a lot of us struggle with. And if you see um, people who do compete, I've heard of a lot of girls, you know, they talk about the struggle of rebounding after, after a competition, you know, putting on a lot of weight really quickly because they've been so deprived or things that have resulted in binge eating or anything like that. And I'm not saying this at all because I don't think people should compete. I always believe you need to do what's best for you. And there, like I said, there are some people who do a phenomenal job of finding their balance when competing. But I also think it's really essential that you go into any kind of, um, whether competition or goal-wise, into it with your eyes wide open and with a support system who is really going to be looking out for your best interest, health and hormone-wise, because when it comes to strictness, when it comes to restriction, there can be a lot of, I guess, consequences. I'm not sure that's the right word, but um, consequences to your health in terms of things like um, amenorrhea, losing your period, changes in your hormone health, you know, um, impacting your adrenals and all those kinds of things where it is so crucial that you have someone who's saying, hey, you know what, you look great, but I think we really need to back up and reassess our approach because your body seems to be struggling and suffering and that is not going to be helpful for you long term. And so no matter what direction you choose to go in, if you are going to ever hire someone to assist you, make sure that they do have your best interest in mind and they are not someone who's just thinking about your uh, transformation photo at the end. Because I think a lot of coaches only think about like, oh, wow, like I can, I'm getting this individual so lean and, you know, they're only adding six extra hours of cardio a week and doing six workouts and eating 900 calories a day. But like, who cares? They're going to look great for their show. And that's problematic because who's going to be there to help build you back up and restore the damage you've done when the time comes that you're done your competition. So no matter what your approach, whether or not it's bikini competition, whether it's just general health, you know, working towards something physique wise is really important to focus on your overall health and make sure that you do have a support system who is also prioritizing that and focusing on what you can do to mentally and physically be in a really good place. All right. It's a little bit of background on, you know, are abs possible after 12 weeks? Well, you know what? It's really going to depend on your genetics. It's going to depend on your approach 
And I think it really should also depend on where you are mentally and physically with your relationship to food and training. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you don't, if you want to make sure you're not missing any podcasts and you can follow me on Instagram at justget.fit for lots more content like this. Thank you so much.